0: Great to have you with us on the Blue Baggers podcast after a 16-point victory against the Fremantle Dockers. I'm Chris and I'm joined by Andy. Hey Chris, how are you? I'm going well. Two wins in a row. Yeah, very good. Two wins against Frio for the year.
1: We've had some good games against them from our perspective the last three, haven't we? We had the big big noons one, a big win earlier this year. I think it was round three and then a pretty close one over the weekend.
0: Yeah, well three of the four have been very tight. Uh, It was only Mm. the one earlier this year that wasn't quite... uh, um. Yeah, as tight as we said, but that's we wouldn't have too many uh, records like that in the AFL at the moment.
1: No, we have definitely uh, we're their bogey team, for sure. Yeah. But in saying that, we nearly, you know, it was, like well, we said, it was a tight game, three-quarter time. I think we're all a bit nervous.
0: Yeah, well, we certainly were. We've seen that script before. Um, We were sort of waiting. We were just hanging on by that stage after what was a good start. So we flipped the switch, uh, switch a little bit. but yeah, another tense game and it wouldn't be a Carlton win or a Carlton loss without it generally being tense like that.
1: I think the big thing that stood out to me and it felt like we controlled most of the game and I think when, at the end of the day, we were, I think we spent, or Fremantle only spent five minutes in in the lead the whole game and that was, I think, between the 18-minute mark, uh, sorry, the two-minute mark and the seven-minute mark of the last quarter but, Three-quarter time, that had 23 shots on goal to our 13. And it just made me think, were we, you know, it was great that we held the, held the lead and, and, you know, we did concede it but came back strong. But, you know, were we lucky? I think we might have been a little bit lucky had they kicked straight.
0: Yeah, I think we were definitely have played for a fair part of the game. We got the good jump and I think in the end that probably saved us. And as you said, three-quarter time, absolutely was I nervous because we haven't run out fourth quarters very well all year, and it looked like, yeah, the, the script had been written, and we were really, really just hanging by the, the, you know, by our teeth at that stage. So we, we thought they were going to probably overpower us, which would have been terribly disappointing. We showed some resilience, we showed some grit, and actually I think we extended the lead, the three-quarter time lead there, and we got the victory, which was, it was a real positive for this group because we have sort of rolled over before, and it did look like it was heading that way but yeah some real and missing
1: some good players weren't we yeah
0: we we were missing a couple of good players absolutely and you know we have still got that injury list teams do at this time of the year but I'm just impressed by the uh the grit that we showed and you know there's possibly a little bit of poise at the very end of the fourth quarter for for a lot of it not so much and it became a bit of a scramble from both teams but uh we, we got the better of them and managed to win it was a you know an away win yep so we count that in Melbourne yeah in a way win I don't think uh. so look it doesn't matter because we beat them over there last time before it probably didn't help them and maybe it would have been different in front of a full you know Fremantle crowd but
1: yeah anyway the game is what the game was and it was was at the G in the end you know we talked about it being in Launceston or it was going to be in down at Geelong luckily for Carlton I think it was at the G but as we say glass half full I think you're right we showed grit we showed poise when it mattered and we at the end of the day walk away with the win Half empty, there is no comfortable lead when you're Carlton. And, you know, I'm not satisfied being 28 points up because I know how quickly that can turn.
0: We seem to have a problem handling leads. We get these bursts, we get up, and I thought our game plan changed considerably. We know we've had a discussion. It wasn't the most open-flowing game as it was, but we certainly got a good run on in that first quarter. We were playing attacking football. Uh, we were taking risks and we were, you know, being rewarded by
1: those risks. So but, can I ask a question, Chris? Do you think the game style changed because we got comfortable and we are trying to pres- preserve the lead? Or do you think that, you know, as our club's under review and there's been a lot of criticism on Teague and Carlton about being an attacking team but not defensive, do you think we're trying to make more of a defensive effort when we had a bit of a lead?
0: Fair question, and I think it's probably a combination of the two, to be honest. I think we're, we're not good enough to be able to sort of change it and to handle it. So we've got some uh, demons and some gremlins from having sort of, uh, you know, being beaten uh, against the, the run of play, uh, being overrun. And I think you're, you're probably spot on with the fatigue factor, potentially, that uh, this review has come. And what's been highlighted significantly in the media, I mean, it's for all to see, is our defence this year and the, how easy it has been to score against us and the fact that we can um, you know allow teams to score five six seven goals pretty quickly and come back I think he's probably trying to sort of really put some emphasis on stiffening up that back line so that that narrative is incorrect particularly you know in, as he said the review time so I think it's probably a factor of the two yeah and we talk honest.
1: about there is there is going to be self-preservation with um, People at the club,
0: and we also talked about there had to be change, yeah, as well. And he knew there was going to be, so he was going to have to change the way he was coaching if he mm-hmm. was to to keep his job. But,
1: but if if we if if the aim was that we we're trying to preserve a leave it, uh, it was way too early, and I don't know why you'd change that formula that we, that got us up by twenty eight points. But let's move on to where we did struggle a little bit. We'll, we've got a lot of positives in the game, but clearances, I think we both. Noted were, we just got absolutely killed, particularly in the third. But I think hit-outs and clearances, Fremantle dominated.
0: Yeah, clearances all game, save for the first quarter with uh, Paddy Dow winning a few. But yeah, three-quarter time, we had a look, the stack came up and matched exactly how we were viewing the game. I think hit-outs as well here, hit-outs and clearances. And we're probably, speaking of being sort of a bit lucky to hold on to the game or just hanging on. Uh, When you lose the clearances that badly then you, you're right up against it and it's going to be hard for you to win too many games. So, yeah, I thought that was uh, it was quite significant and having TDK in there, um, as much as we love him, he did get found out by, who's a very good lump of a lad. Big boy. Massive. <clears throat> He's Country huge. strong. Yep. Darcy.
1: Yeah, it was, look, we've spoken about the chalk and cheese, TDK and PitNet, PitNet being a traditional, bigger ruckman, whereas we've got the athleticism with Tom DeConning. But I thought round three we beat Fremantle quite well. I note in that game, PitNet had 27 hitouts and Darcy had 19. The hitouts, I think, were smack bang even for the game, but we dominated in the clearances. On the weekend, TDK, I think, had 20 hitouts to Darcy's 40, and we got absolutely killed in the clearances. And I thought where Darcy hurt us the most is when TDK went off during the third, and we had um, Levi Kasbolt playing. Well, that's a good point. In the and we had was... a
0: combination. You talk about TDK being the athletic younger player up against, you know, well, he's still very young Darcy, but the big, big yeah. body. We had Kasbolt, and Casbolt is that big body. He's over two hundred centimeters, built like a brick shit house, really. So you would have thought he might have been able to counter. So we had the two, we had the leaping, athletic ruckman, and also sort of the in the between solid strong so it was fascinating but we absolutely
1: I just think it shows that Pitnet is very important to this team for Ruckman like we've we've discussed this before in Mumford Darcy those bigger Ruckman where TDK is young and will develop you know his physicality a lot more but at this stage sometimes you need a brute against a brute
0: yeah which is a fascinating discussion and it shows that TDK is still a work in progress he's uh, a long way from the finished product as, as we know um, he hasn't played a whole lot of football himself and is developing and we're looking at yeah. top end talent and I think against a lot of Ruckman yeah he'll be fine but there will be some in the competition that probably can
1: yeah. expose him which shows why it's important to have duality and which and, is interesting and why because, we targeted Merkov as well yeah and it's
0: fascinating too because um, you know last week we obviously went in with TDK and Silvani as that backup
1: Ruck imagine Silvani against Darcy
0: yeah and I think that's probably why we did see Levi Kasbolt come into the team, which is interesting because that gets us onto the selection. And the two players they brought in um, that were probably underdone and a bit of a surprise for us to see out there. The first one, as you mentioned, is Levi Casbolt, who's had a very down year, has underperformed, has not looked anywhere near his best. It's one of the worst games I've seen, to be honest, from Casbolt. Look, the logic for bringing him in, uh is we thought he was done. We thought he w- we wouldn't see him in uh, Carlton Guernsey for the rest of the year. And you know, he's the only reason.
1: The only reason he plays is because of Darcy and because of No pit net.
0: And he's been fortunate that way with injuries, I think, all year. And I think he wouldn't have played, you know, probably half the games he has this year if they hadn't. But I think you're right. They looked at Darcy and went, Silvani just cannot go with him. It's unfair. It yeah. might work every now and then, depending on the matchup. So. He was picked in the team, even though his form this year has been horrible. His confidence is down. I know he played a good game in the VFL mm-hmm. against uh, Port Melbourne yep. and then got the one-week suspension. He dominated that game and looked you know, incredibly good. But at AFL level, he has just been a shadow of his former self. So bringing him back was very interesting, but I think you've sort of touched on all
1: you've mentioned, the reasons yeah. why. And just quickly, the Ruck experiment didn't work center clearances by the third quarter was 37 to Fremantle, 18 to us. Yeah. So, Casbolt coming in for Pittnet to try and combat uh, Darcy just did not work. And he Casbolt played a terrible game, didn't he? Fumbled. Yeah. Well, he kicked the air more than the ball, It was his worst
0: game for the year, probably, at least for three quarters of the game. Yeah. Just terrible. He's a bloke who's incredibly out of form. We questioned the selection, you know, on Thursday night of bringing mm. him in because of those reasons. His form has been atrocious, and his confidence is clearly down. Yep. Clearly down. And you bring him back, for that reason, it doesn't look like it worked then. No, it didn't. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. So what's what's our option moving forward?
1: Well, I think we're going to discuss this when we talk about in the immediate future, we've got Geelong this week who is a team that isn't a dominant Ruck team. So I dare say we'll see Casbolt go out and we will probably try that Silvani in the Ruck role again. As for the future of Casbolt, I think the end of the year, that's it. Yeah, well summed. I think, summed. So. I, think yeah. I
0: think that's it. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, I mean, I'd almost it's no knock, guaranteed. it's no slight, but no. with the performance, I I agree. The first three quarters was just unbelievable, and yeah. he was getting in people's way. He was just couldn't clunk anything. He was dropping balls. He was fumbling everything. Yeah, not a great one. The other one who came in underdone or you know sort of underperformed and also low on confidence was Tom Williamson. And I found that to be a strange selection on selection night yet again, considering we've still got a few other players that could have stepped in. We've got quite a few half-back flankers. We obviously lost Williams, Williams and, and that's the reason. Doc, but I was yep. surprised that they brought him back, particularly after the VFL coaches' write-up of the game mm. the week Yeah, he wasn't uh, wasn't
1: dominant in that game. But sorry, who do you think could have come in that's a better option of the halfback flanker. do you think Parks?
0: Swing around. I mean, Parks has come in and I would have thought he was probably still ahead of him. He had a chance. He's had a chance. He hasn't performed terribly well himself. But I mean, David Teague talks about all these moving parts and versatility of the team. Yep. Um, I think there's an opportunity if you're going to talk the talk that you walk the walk in that situation. And look, I, I kind of get it, but I'm just not a fan of bringing in blokes that are really low on confidence and haven't provided anything. There's a few elements there, the selection integrity yep. from the twos and for the rest of the group as well. But you bring, you're playing AFL football, you're on a main stage. If your confidence is down, what did we kind of expect? So yeah. it was a surprise. And look, you know, his own coach, the VFL coach, rode up the week before for his performance He at 13 dis- uh, disposals. He gave away sloppy free kicks. And I found it interesting that... Uh, Once he was selected, I went back just to look at the article that was uh, provided to see what had actually been written. Because I was pretty sure, I remember reading that uh, his kicking was not up to AFL standard as being a comment in there. When I read the article, I was very surprised to sort of write that. I like the honesty and appreciate that. And uh, lo and behold, that tweet and the story associated with it looked a little bit shorter than when I first read it. And they had actually eliminated the comment there. Really? I get it from
1: a PR perspective. Yeah. um, I do get it, but... And we deserve the truth, though. If someone's going to put it up there, do we need to be censoring the... Yeah, the, I mean... And that's, that's, the from the, that's not a third source information. No? That's from it, the horse's mouth.
0: And it's rare that a coach would write that, and they have. But the fact is, and then he gets selected the next week. Mm. So the rest I don't of the like, team, I do know, I
1: don't like that. I don't even care if that's from a PR. I, I, do, I hate the fact that that's come out from the coach, and it's been censored censored it's been censored yeah.
0: because we've made a certain decision so you know there's, it's just interesting though the coach would put that in which is quite strongly worded yeah. saying not up to AFL kicking was not up to AFL standard and then the next week he gets uh, selected and that little uh, well, if you want to censor it, gets, it get uh, an
1: editor it. before it gets published but you can't go back and you know what you just make it more obvious don't, don't you because yeah. we're talking about it now
0: yeah um, no he didn't play well so let's get on to some more positive parts or aspects of the game yep and the elephant in the room, Paddy Dow, particularly yep. that first quarter. What did you make of it?
1: Yeah, it was unbelievable. I thought it was really good. He,
0: How excited were you to see him do what we've been hoping and what we've known he can do? Hopefully it just but
1: clicked do- with him because we, we've we commented that he's – we have seen that that burst from him, but we also see – we the comment I've always had on Patty is that he doesn't lower his eyes when he's kicking, and it's just a lot of – Miss kicks. kicks by foot. Um, seems like it's all clicking a little bit. He's got a. Seems like he's got more time. Whereas before he, I don't think he had an awareness of time, or it seemed like he didn't have a, a great situational awareness. He used to get tackled a lot, holding the ball um, for you know miles, miles too long. And and I think that was easily his best quarter, best game. I thought his second was all right. He started to fade he after faded. that, but one of the still one of the best in the. T- one of the best for the for the night.
0: Yeah, and at this stage, he's still going to be that, I think, an impact player. We know his fitness probably isn't as good as it should be to run out games, so we weren't surprised to see him fade a little bit, but yep. his impact was so you know strong in that first quarter. He almost did his role there and then. Uh, I think he had 11 to quarter time, 22 by yep. the end of the match, but it was what he did. It was the clearance work he had. Um, I think he was a clearance winner on the ground, or at least for Carlton, which is saying something because we didn't win many, as you've uh, previously mentioned but he showed us everything he showed us the burst of speed he showed us the slick hands mm-hmm. he showed courage going back with the flight of the ball and getting yep. hit in the air and he showed poise and also his disposal
1: was top notch i think the best thing we commented play we wanted to see him played as much as we could by the end of the year because we want to see these kind of games it's now 2 weeks in a row that he's shown a lot more than he has in any other games in his career. So if we can get a few more games in from Paddy like this, you know, it's a it's a no-brainer that we'll you know and want we'll, to we'll make playing? him part of the future. We we draft him at pick number three.
0: And have a think about it where they played him. In the guts. Yeah. He got his chance in the mid uh, in the midfield and at centre clearances. And that's what he knows. That's what he played as a junior footballer. That's yep. they're his instincts. So they came to the fore. His confidence is building. That's two good weeks in a row, let's fingers crossed. Hope it's three weeks, and he can even build on that performance, or give us give it to us for a bit longer than what he did. But it was very exciting to see. You can start seeing that future and play him. As we've said, I think even Dermot Brereton came out with an article today saying pretty much exactly what we've been banging on yep. about as well. So- and a great
1: opportunity for him as well. We've got Sam Walsh, who's you know becoming probably the number one midfielder for us. You know, with Paddy who are getting um, Paddy Cripps getting tagged. It's a great opportunity for Dow to really kind of, he's not on a tight leash. He shouldn't be on a tight leash during these games.
0: And it's a big missing part of our midfield and our team makeup as well as having that explosive, fast play, uh, player yep. who can use it, you know, win it on the inside and get on the outside as well. You know, a bit like David Cunningham mm-hmm. as well. And we obviously know he's going to be out for the year, but he's uh, hes about 50 games now, isn't he, Dow? Yeah. Yeah, so he that. should be coming on. He's at the right age. Just play him. Let him build his confidence. Let him yep. play on instinct and be that burst player. We won't see that same consistency for uh, for a couple of years yet, I still don't think. Yeah. But uh, as long as his poorer games are much better than what they have been, we'll be happy with that. But we can start seeing a future of that midfield. Speaking of uh, that midfield, Matt Kennedy yep. spent more time in there as well, both in the centre clearances and also in the
1: midfield generally. What do you make of his game? thought he was good. That's three games now that he's, you know, been really effective. And
0: And At that mid-year review, that mid-year break we had, we thought he might have been lost because he wasn't getting a game. Yeah. Which was to our surprise because we've always talked and said he's too good to be playing VFL. And we have always wondered if he was on someone else's list, Mm. whether he might be a different player to this stage of his career.
1: I think we also said that you know, he, sometimes you get dropped after playing a game that wasn't necessarily yeah. bad. And you know, we asked him to kick goals. He's kicked goals before. We asked him to go into the midfield, like they did. Comment. Um, on watching the replay, that you know, he he was employed to be that bigger body to protect Crips. Has it worked out that way? Maybe it hasn't. Maybe it still can. Um, but he looks. He's got experience. I thought he's. If it's in the fourth quarter, he was probably the most poised player we had and I think really helped us steady the ship and, and ultimately make us win the game.
0: Yeah, he plays, in the past, he's played one good game, one bad game, he gets dropped. He hasn't been afforded the same opportunity as others have. We know his flaws, we know his uh, pace isn't brilliant. But He's one, not the quickest guy in the world. No, but the no. one thing he does have is he's incredibly good overhead. He can mark it. So it brings a new element. If you're going to have a slower midfielder play, they need to bring something out. They need to bring a, another skill, another talent, and he gives us an outlet as a midfield. He might not be the fastest chasing the uh, the loose ball or the the ground ball get, but in the air, you're very confident when he's matched up against a midfielder, he's going to take the mark, and yep. he and he does. So to me, that's far better than sort of you know that plotter who can't mark. There's someone who's going to be slow and can get the ground balls, but not the aerial ones. So. I think it's really impressive, and he's got very safe hands. And as we know, when he gets his opportunities, it sets shots for goal. He's pretty good. So, and I, you
1: know, I kind of every time I see him, I am like, you know, he's twenty nine, thirty. No, he's no, he's twenty four years old. He's got a huge future ahead of him if he keeps playing great footy. And we you know, we talk about Paddy Down, we talk about you know Kennedy. We're crying out for good midfielders. Setterfield at the moment can't get into that team. Uh, we're crying out for good midfielders. Big body midfielders. Kennedy's doesn't have the the explosiveness explosiveness of Dow, so he needs to become that protector of Crips a bit more and a bit more of a uh, player in the engine room. I think, and I think he's got a spot there if he keeps doing that.
0: He's twenty four, so he's coming to the prime of his career. That twenty five to twenty nine age bracket. It is pretty crazy to think that you know he was potentially lost. Uh, he's on a rookie contract as it is now. He might have just earned himself uh, another contract for next year. But, again, play him there. He's filling a role. I think he's had 50 disposals the last two games. So, yeah, you can knock him for his pace, but he does bring other attributes, and uh, he is getting plenty of the ball. We don't have a whole lot of ball winners in that team. So, I thought it was a good game. Um, Adam Sard, another week, another goal-saving effort. Miraculous. Last week, it was his chase down. Poor defender. This yeah. A poor defender that uh, saves goals, huh? It's interesting. But uh, he came from nowhere to to get his fingers on what looked a certain open goal in a really crucial time of the game when uh, we had our backs against the wall. I don't even think he was in screen when uh, the open goal beckoned and just endeavour and effort. And that's what you need to see. And we're talking about having leaders at the club who lift and and make others grow around them. And you you work off what you see
1: from your teammates. And he's doing that. Yeah. I thought, um, I think I think Saad's been one of the best at Carlton this year. I really do. He's, he's been really
0: good. And uh, the narrative is, is he's just been lumped with Williams yep. when we're talking about the trade. And it's just unfair. It's lazy. Is top sloppy. five
1: consistency?
0: Yeah, oh, he's going to be right up there. And, um, and which
1: is exactly what he did at Gold Coast in Essendon. Yep. The guy was never far away from um, that kind of... Uh,
0: Numbers. So I'm very impressed with how he's tracking. And I love the fact that, yeah, we've said you know there's a few games in a row now where he's uh, made some real goal-saving efforts and, and yep. inspired the group and efforts we haven't seen a lot of this year. And maybe they'll become contagious, to, uh, contagious after seeing those and rolling through the tape in game reviews and others will feel that they need to lift to match that. Um, William Jones, one thing to say, you must know your limitations. And your limitation is... Stinky die, pinpoint, kicking. Yeah, it was a poor kick out. He was good, but he nearly cost us. And again, a momentum zapper. So uh, I think just keep sticking with what you know. Well,
1: well they did goal from that. Yeah,
0: yeah. it was a direct turnover. Um, yeah, you hate seeing that.
1: And that's why when you see players like Nick Newman take the kick outs, he runs for 15 metres. So, you know, he's going to kick it. You're going to clear the their goals by 75 metres. Jones on that occasion try to do a nice pinpoint from the goal square when it turns over there
0: it's going to be a goal you've got a lot of strengths that's not one of them stick to your strengths and uh, yeah. try to avoid those weaknesses and you mentioned nick newman It was dropped a couple of weeks why ago there was
1: no reason why he should have been dropped
0: and much to our chagrin because our mid-year review of him was uh very optimistic very positive and we were very surprised that uh that happened, he came out, he's had two very solid weeks after being dropped, he was Carlton mm. media put him up as the player of the match.
1: Yeah, couldn't understand player of the match, but he was thought he was really good, and you know, every, I think everyone knows what we think of Nick Newman, and I thought he was good. Stocker. Yeah, well, we probably should have mentioned before, talking about the younger players and yeah.
0: those uh, standing up, and we've talked about Dow, you know, even Kennedy being Stock Stocker's younger.
1: in a different position because they've... Yeah, as we said last week, they put him in the team and he has not gone out since. And it looks like, unless he put together three really bad performances, he's not going to get dropped. They're going to keep playing him because that's he's, all, he's a big what part sung of the future. Out for. We yep. said
0: once he gets in there, you have to play him there. Yeah. And mean, they have
1: to their effort. And again, and there's a theme
0: coming here, isn't there? There's a theme with this. Yeah. Pick you need to play. play
1: them. And then, you know, that's why I was surprised last week, Chris, that you said that you know, sometimes we um, we play players too early, and I and I disagree. I think we play players too late. I think we should have been playing Dow, and I mean, Stock is probably about the right time, considering also had the year off during COVID and, and things like that. But I think this is where Dow should have played a lot more games. I think already, um, and a few others. Yeah, it's a fascinating
0: one because Stocker has. You know, had his time in the twos, and they really have developed him. We've been screaming out to get him gains. Yeah. He, uh, he had a run But of he it.
1: hasn't been bringing the house down in the twos. No. He, no wasn't. And, and he, he wasn't. And he
0: pretty much got selected based on a really good performance at half-back flank. Yep. Uh, so good selection integrity there because he did play well. But my point, and I think our point, is that once you brought him in after having served his apprenticeship and spent so long that you've got to let him play, develop, yep. grow his confidence, get familiar with it. And he's not setting the world alight, but, jeez, there's a lot of things you like seeing from him and a lot in his mongrel game. This,
1: mongrel this week.
0: Hey, every week. Yeah. He's just not going to take a backwards step. No. And, again, that's contagious. Uh, we need that. And we've been crying out for that for a long time. You need that bloke who can run. Yeah. Uh, can stop a run-on, um, get in people's ears, turn the game a little bit, stand up. You, you walk a bit taller with him around there. And he's still getting a fair bit of it, but he's, uh, he's, he looks clean, as we know. He's got a... Good mature size body. He's strong and he uses it well. And he's, you know, what numbers? Yeah, we might have had thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, I think touches. Hidge, yeah, played it's on ba- played something. on
1: Sonny Walters.
0: And that's the other thing. Yeah,
1: and this is you know, we were saying a month ago, he's on Liam Ryan. How unfair! You know, there was a fair bit of uh, fair bit of uh, backlash backlash from the media in relation to and and kind of fair enough because. It, Liam Ryan is that was fair Liam Ryan yeah. is in form but I think to tell that's you what difference. Sonny Walters is, is not far off being the kind of damaging player at that Liam best, Ryan can yeah. be yep.
0: at his best he's been down but
1: how good did he look against Walters and, and I just want to quickly ask you know you talk about Stock with his apprenticeship do you think he's playing an apprenticeship role on that back line just getting warmed up to go into the midfield and if not he's a midfielder that's what we, we all believe him to be do you think Carlton are playing him in that you know, making him earn his spot there for a little bit before he goes in the midfield? And, or, and if that's the case, is it is that a bit dangerous? Do we, you know, we've seen Carlton play players in different positions. It hasn't kind of worked out.
0: I think you've got to be really careful with this scenario. And I can understand what they're doing. Uh, playing him down, I don't completely disagree with it. I like the fact that he's getting midfield minutes and he is working his way up the ground. Having a bit of an apprenticeship down back might not be the worst Thing for him, but you can't go too long yeah. with that. But
1: we don't have it's not the most outrageous position playing halfback going no, to the midfield. No, and you,
0: you still get a chance to run, but it gives yeah. you a bit of a harder edge and a defensive edge. Yeah. And I don't hate that because we've no, got no, midfielders like... that don't necessarily have that. We've got some free wheeling ones, we've got some attacking ones that don't necessarily uh you know have that stiffness when it comes to defence. So if he comes into the team and ends up playing midfield, but he's got that defending sort of prowess, yep. uh it's not a bad thing. And that's you know, what I I'm totally to agree at. with
1: you. That's, that's a really good point because you're going to ingrain that into him, that defensive mindset. And it's a little bit old school, isn't it? You're, yeah. you're making him have a great appreciation for that defensive part yeah. of his and,
0: game. And he will learn. He will learn from being down the back what it does take that way. So to yeah. have you know, a couple of, sort of more slightly more defensive-minded midfielders, you need to get the balance right. My concern is that you can't do that for too long. Yeah. If you do that too long, you do change and the le- And at the end
1: of the day, he, he hasn't played many games. So no.
0: we definitely aren't near that stage yet. And part of that's a necessity. If we're saying we want him in the team or we need him in the team, we want him to play games, that uh, you can't play everybody in the midfield. And so I'm, I'd rather someone like Stocker play there, out yeah. of position somewhat, learn a little bit, but be in the team. I think it's more important for him to be playing AFL football
1: we, at the moment. We spoke about Dow and Kennedy in particular, who have not only come into the team, but they've played, in Dow's case, two consecutive, really good games, Kennedy three. SPS last week plays probably one of the best games of his year, arguably for for quite a long time. We really made a point last week of saying we want him to play another great game. In other words, get consecutive great games. He didn't do it.
0: Yeah, that was the think, question.
1: I mean, he did some nice things, we but, he, but he wasn't the same player that we saw last week. And I, and I don't think he, maybe, again, do you think he had the opportunity like he did last week?
0: I was keeping a close eye on him because we did mention that it was going to be fascinating to see how he backed it up. He got played in the midfield, uh, got that time, as we've all been crying out for, yep. and played a good game of footy. The mm-hmm. challenge is going to come the following week and backing that up. He was okay.
1: He did, did you think he had the time that he was given last week, though? Oh, he it's, seemed it's, to be a lot more defensive this week.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think part of it. Um, but, look, we still saw. We saw what he can do. We mm. saw him sort of carve his sidesteps. Like, I think he used the ball well. He's just He needs to hunt it and needs to get it a little bit and, up. And the
1: question is, is that enough for him? You know that the, the sidestep he did. There was a play in the last quarter where, I, you know, he took the bounce and and it was a nice. You know, things that, do you know things that you expect an AFL player to do, and it's particularly one that's taken so high as SPS. But my question is, is it enough in a team where we're getting players like Dow and Kennedy and Stocker and these players developing and always, I, I worry and. I, I, well, I hope What he you're does. saying is
0: he's probably, possibly not earning his place in that midfield, particularly if others are stepping up
1: now. Potentially not, but also what he does even around the ground. You know, what did he have on the way? I'm not don't have the stats in front of me. I think he had ten or twelve or something I think it was like low that. Low teens, yep, maybe even fourteen. But I mean, is that enough? For a player like SPS, is well, that, the, th- the thing? Is, is there too to... much expectation on the guy because he's a he's a pick six?
0: Yeah, all of the above probably. But you've got to think about it too. We want him in the midfield. We all do. We know that's where he's going to play his best football. But he is going to come up against some competition. And that's a good thing. Yep. And hopefully, if we're talking about Cunningham coming back, you know, it's still a long way off. But we're talking about Kennedy might be hanging around because he's Stocker. producing. We're talking about Stocker wanting to go there. Dow spending a lot more time yep. in there. You can only fit so many in there. And the one thing, Jack Martin. Yeah, but the one thing that you Williams. generally need with midfielders is they need to be consistent. Yep, There aren't too many good midfielders or good teams or teams with good midfields in there where their numbers are up and down or they're low. You, yep. you need, it's the one position where you generally expect to get the same output where you can week out your like small Mr. forwards Ed, are fluctuate. Like Ed Yeah. But, like, you just do You need to be consistent. You should be getting those numbers. You know, the high... You know, the low 20s, if you're going to be playing the Absolutely. midfield. And week in, week out. Especially, especially in, the,
1: in, in a, the day and age we play footy now. You know, it's not, it's not 25 years ago. You know, 20, 20... A lot of players get 20 touches from the, from the back pocket now. Uh, it's, it's a high possession game. I just love that, you know, we're talking about this midfield of Carlton. And we just reeled off nine names, I reckon, about players... Guess how many midfielders we've got at Carlton? We've got two. Oh, so we've got three. We've got Kerno,
0: And he's not even playing midfield yeah. now. Really. And we've
1: and we got Cripps and we've got Cripps and Walsh. Yeah. And, but, you know, we love talking about, oh, we've got Williams. No, we don't because they're not, none of them have proven themselves. Not even Dow has yet. Yeah. Not even Stocker certainly hasn't. Kennedy hasn't. None of these players have proven themselves to be midfielders apart from, obviously, Murphy, who's no longer part of that equation. Kerno, who looks like he's not part of that equation. So we've got literally, we've got two midfielders at Carlton. That are permanent midfielders. Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, Which is it. pretty crazy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and that's the problem. We've got a lot that could, but not a that's lot that good. do. Yeah, that's So all right. it's all a silicon yeah, based Doherty. on are talking potential. about
1: Doherty. A lot... 10, that's ten players that can that can go in the midfield, but we don't have any midfielders.
0: And but look, hopefully some will start stepping up, which will mean that those uh, opportunities are going to be greatly reduced for those others that are hoping to. So yeah, that's what we need for us to improve. We need the midfield and the midfield. And whoever got,
1: wants it, it's open. Yeah, and the midfield yeah. got beaten
0: a bit. You know, we were lucky because our backline really held up, which is uh, unusual. But our our midfield is clearly we can tell with the clearances and the loss there and the deficit there that our backline held up our midfield wasn't consistent and wasn't
1: great. And that's where the game turns a little bit. Without a doubt, after all the footy we've seen this year, all the Carlton games, the deficiency is the midfield. Because our forwards have been doing their job. And um,
0: they're injured too, so we haven't seen the best yeah, off. them.
1: exactly right. But I mean, we've got the Coleman medalists there and we've got you know great development in and, and and I think Bets has had a great season. Defensively, Wiedering, who's has to be all Australian and Jones has been amazing. They're doing as much as they can with an avalanche. It's our midfielders. So I mean, don't have to be a rocket science to rocket scientist to realise what we need to be targeting in the off season. It, it is and fun. I hate to, I hate to think about it, but do you know what I always kind of think about when I think about this midfield is when we kind of were sniffing around Ollie Wines.
0: Yeah. Well you, I'd, let's not go on. About handy, that. I, yeah. I think there's change. If you think about it, since Barker has gone, or we'll say that mid year sort of a period and Barker's stepped down we've seen it change so Luke Powers stepped in yep uh, and taken over the midfield but we
1: weren't good on the weekend
0: no no I know but we're seeing different people work their way through there and and we're winning games we weren't great but in the midfield we're saying that but we haven't been all year and there's been games where we haven't been great in the midfield and we've lost and we've played the same older players in there now we're playing and we're rotating through the younger blokes we're still getting beaten probably but we're winning games which would suggest to me that there is an improvement yeah there. you're
1: right and I, I what i'd love to see by the end of the year and you know we need to answer some of these questions and i'd love to know by the very end of the year that we've identified we talk about Cripps and walsh being our midfielders that we've identified at least another one that we know can go into 2022 as our midfielder not a back pocket back flanker that's going to come in and no. we need to identify whether that's Dow Kennedy um, It's. I don't think it's going to be Williams not this year not probably. this year um, not from what he's shown but you know hopefully we can start cementing a few more spots
0: yeah that'd be an objective uh, ticked off if we could and that's where it becomes interesting and you think about like yep. bringing in players do we have enough there that just haven't stood up yet who may grow and develop, particularly if there are some coaching changes, which there are bound to be, already has started. Do we need to target, you know, external midfielders, or are you backing do the we group the we've got there with the potential?
1: Well, I mean, we're going to lose Murphy off the cap. We're going to probably uh, we're going to lose um, Casbolt. There's a bit of uh, McGovern potentially. Oh look, we know he's. Oh, just, for oh, five no, sorry, years, McGovern. So he no, gets
0: you we're every not. Every time, doesn't does? <laughs> Why do I keep in the this? There's year? two more two more with that but who knows we will see but uh, it's fascinating it's whether we've potentially got the cards in place at the moment those haven't been developed properly and therefore we don't need to go but I think if we're going to go extent we need to get a midfielder we need to get a classic midfielder Um, we need to get someone who's not necessarily on hype it's on performance there because we've got enough of the hyped midfielders that haven't sort of produced but
1: do you feel like Carlton sorry I know we probably should have moved on from this but I just want to ask do you feel like we kind of historically haven't really known what we've wanted or needed. I mean, because we think about what we did in the offseason last year. We grabbed, you know, two really good halfback flankers. That wasn't what we needed necessarily. I think we addressed, I think getting um, Alex Murkov as a ruckman because I think we realize that we do have a ruck, di- we need backup. And that one's a bit of a
0: Hail Mary as it is. It is of course it is. Oh, no, no, but, I know, but, but at least it's...
1: we're trying to look and say, if oh, one goes down, we've got someone to come in, because yeah. guess what, Casbah won't be around potentially forever, probably not next year, so we do need someone to, to be a backup if one of the, our Ruckman touch wood goats injured, but I feel like we need to, I just want Carlton, if the review does anything, work out And that's which we'll see, work out who's going to be there at the end of the year and then work out what we need and then draft accordingly to that. Not just, you know, done are the days where we get Mitch McGovern because he's the only bloke who put his hand up to go to Carlton.
0: And I think that's part of the problem. I think we were and have been living on hope. We hope Williams will become a midfielder. We hope McGovern... Free agents would smile at Carlton
1: and And we'd sign him for five years. Those days have to be gone. We need to recruit for our need. Well, not for what, not just because we need someone that, you know, Mitch McGovern was the high, high pro. The guy wasn't awesome at Adelaide. It's, I, don't, I just think we need to be smarter with our recruiting. And, you know, we've got new people in place. Maybe we will be.
0: Yeah, well, it's interesting we're talking about this now and we are sort of got a look into Adam Chera and potentially an audition. We're supposedly chasing him hard. And I guess that's a fascinating discussion. Do you go for someone at Chera? He's a very good, what you give up for younger midfielder, but still yet to be proven. And when I say proven, I'm talking sort of, you know, sold year-on-year year performances. Of course, he's young, but is he the type of player or is that still a bit of that hope? We hope he'll end up becoming what we think he may be or what his potential ceiling is. I mean, the
1: problem is, yeah, he could... Typically, he could be that typical Carlton draft. He's probably
0: not quite there at the moment, I don't though. Think, is he? I don't think he is. He's and got a good ceiling. He's got good yeah. opportunity potential, but he's not quite there. And we've got a. Few but the of those flip side is,
1: you're you pay a bit. Potentially, you pay a bit less for those players who haven't proven themselves, but also sometimes the potential can. Score. I could. I'd... Yeah, we could go on about this all day. I don't know. He played a good game, Adam Chiera. Yeah, he yeah. he's a very good blue, player.
0: You know, but yeah. uh, again, he just sort of uh, adds to that logjam of. Midfielders, there. does he holds. back We're gonna have to give somebody. up. We're gonna have to
1: give up and I, I give up players. And our, our cap's tight. Our cap's gonna be extremely tight.
0: Last Carlton player to talk about in depth, Jack Silvani. Yep, nineteen disposals. Worked his ass off. Great in the fourth quarter. He's really important to this team, isn't he? And I just love the fact that he actually had the nineteen touches because we know he's usually a, a low disposal, sort of you know higher impact for the disposal type of. Player, but he actually got 19. Mm. I think he had nine marks, something like that. That'd He's, be his
1: highest disposal count for the year. I think so. His yeah.
0: numbers were good and kicked two goals. Yeah, two very important goals. And there's just that one passage of play, uh, you know, on the the south or the northern side of the actual ground uh, on the bottom of the TV screen. I think he put in three or four efforts and almost could have got on the end of it to uh, kick a miraculous goal. Just yep. missed it, but three or four times he got involved, and it just shows his endeavor his tanks not amazing his mm. speed's certainly not amazing he's a but weird, it's his he,
1: will he's weird he's a weird kind of player like he's is he a he's, third tall he's unbelievably is he a weird. third yeah. tall is he he's not a small for, he's not a small forward but you know and when you talk about third talls when we get Kerno back um you know McGovern's typically that third tall he's he's in a bit of no man's land a little bit but he's really important like i i want him in the top i want him in our Best twenty-two because I think he can do a lot of great things, and I kind of love the fact that he. And I've said this a lot of times: he's a real footballer. Like he's yep. smart. He brings will. He brings footy yeah. smarts. But he's it, it, as for his position, it's um, you can't play, you can't play him, Kerno McGovern and Mackay, in the same forward line. So, anyway.
0: Yeah, it's it's fascinating that we tend to win more games, yeah. and we lose when he plays. Yeah, and, and he's always good for a, a goal. He
1: He's just The only thing that's going to hold him back this year is, you know, he's kicking for goal. I think they said he's I think kicked 6-11 for the and year. And he hadn't
0: been kicking well, we, and he we knew that. Yeah, so... But let's hope he gets some continuity. Let's hope he gets picked again yeah. for the whole rest of the year, because we know he's been cruel by injuries and he's...
1: He could kick 25 30 now. goals a year easily, you know.
0: But yeah, we want yeah. to see exactly and try to affirm what his position Maybe, but he's got the will, he's got the desire, and he's got the footy smarts, so uh, I'm backing him. I just thought it was a great game. I was just glad to see him actually get some reward for effort with Disposals.
1: I think we've 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 waffled on a bit, probably longer than we anticipated, but we've, I think we've raised some pretty important points about what we're going to do in the future, but let's go through Clip or Clap. Let's do this really quickly, Clip or Clap. Do right, you, I'm do just know gonna, how
0: right, we're going to give you one-word answers.
1: Do you know how it works?
0: I do now, and you're going to get one-word answers, and I'll try to make them as quick as I can.
1: All right. If you can uh, <laughs> find the list and read them out to me, I'll play my part, but it's up to you now. Uh <laughs> Just
0: have a guess. Well, you know a few Carlton players by now, don't you? Uh, Peter Dean.
1: Clap. All right, we'll go through. Nick Newman. Clap. Wiedering. Clap. Sylvani. Clap. Jones. Clap. Walsh. Clap. Cripps. Clap. Martin. Clip. Fogarty, clip, Plowman, <sighs> <laughs> oh, clap, SPS, clip, at fifteen by the way. Kennedy, clap, Mackay, clip, Casbolt, clip, Sard, clap, Betts, clap, Ed Kernay, clap, Stocker, clap, Williamson, clip, Noon's, clap, Noon's, always, clap. Paddy Dow. Clip. Tom DeConning. Clip. And Matty had, a medical had, sub had the zero disposals.
0: He was a pretty good medical sub that didn't get a game, though. No. I thought his performance was all right. All right, we went through that pretty quickly. Fair yep. or not fair?
1: No, I think very fair. Oh, there's not too many I disagree with you there.
0: It wasn't even performance. Yeah. It was I mean, I think last
1: week, you know, we had the win. I think we only clipped maybe three or four. That was probably a bit more, which I think is about right.
0: Uh, votes. Who were your best? 3-2-1. Oh. I mean, it's, again, this is a really tough one.
1: I think Weedering was best for me. I think
0: Weedering was, yeah, yeah best on ground. I'll take that too.
1: Um, I'm going to go... I thought Walsh was really good.
0: I had Walsh for two as well.
1: And... I think there could be a lot for the one. I'm throwing in Silvani. Yeah, I won't. Could have been Saad. I'm going to give it to Paddy
0: Dow. How do, How do you like that? I like that. Cripps wasn't too far off too. Crips, I thought Cripps had a really good game as well. Just pushed through and couldn't yeah. kick up his foot and yep. he, you know
1: kicked with the left foot. Three I think like
0: yeah. yeah, three or four kicks in eighteen yeah. uh handballs, but he, he soldiered on and it was really important because he took a lot of grabs. But uh, all right, there they're the votes. Yep, so VFL. fell. No good. No, well, it's another game. It's a bit disappointing. We had our high expectations coming into the season. We've got our yep. own team in the competition. Preseason games were good. We lost to Coburg by 30, 35 points or so. I think we were slightly up at quarter time. Ah, uh, sorry, three quarter time, and the breeze undid us in the end. Not too many standout performances except for Jack Carroll looked very good. He had 26 disposals and he's Putting in quite the season now, he's he's really really building and uh yep. he's very exciting. I'm very excited. I'm not sure we'll see him this year, but uh I don't think so. I think he's having a great sort of apprentice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, Ramsey had twenty something again. Um, yep. was was solid there. Kemp, it was 20 21, odd, and one. Twenty one. Yeah, he's building. It's what we'd love to Apparently see. Apparently,
1: it's great. Such. Apparently, his rebound fifty was were awesome.
0: And we're very excited. Again, a high draft pick, yeah. injury, troubles. He's just getting his groove. And I'd like to think we might see him. He continues his, his form before the end of uh, yep. the year for a couple of games. But, yeah, disappointing loss. And not too many probably putting up their hand, to be honest. Nah.
1: Losing form's
0: not great nah. form.
1: and I'd love to see Kemp before the end of the year. So that's great.
0: So we move on to our next game, Andy.
1: Yeah, so we got... Geelong at the MCG at 4.30 on Saturday.
0: Yep, correct. What are it's, your confidence levels like?
1: No, I'm not confident. I would love to... I I mean, you can't be... Geelong have to be favourites in that. And, we, you know, we've played... We've won the last two. Again, we'll get back to the start. I just thought that, that Fremantle had the opportunity to, to really put us away. They didn't. I think a good team like Geelong will.
0: Will need to play much better. Yeah. Oh, we're not gonna if we
1: if we put you know, not taking away from the fact that we won, but we can't get away with that with Geelong.
0: It's gonna be a real test for the midfield because Geelong is stacked with good midfielders. And we're talking about the growth of our midfield and getting the younger blokes, they're really going to find a measuring stick against Geelong. But we go back to
1: talking about Fremantle and and we said that they've obviously got Darcy who's a great rockman and Geelong don't have a great Ruck, you know they're using Stanley, they're using Radigalia. It's
0: definitely a deficiency.
1: So I think this week, um, you know, we probably can afford to play Silvani back in that ruck position, um, which probably leads to our ins and outs, doesn't
0: it? It certainly does, because so, I think Casbolt
1: I mean, comes out this week
0: three quarters of the game you're absolutely saying he's out doesn't matter he's providing nothing I what, didn't think the last was out. last quarter good. he nah. was he was much better but look I'm happy No, much better from what we have both struck him off let's just leave it no, We've both struck but, him off it wasn't
1: hard to be much better no in the last of course quarter. and he, he wasn't was, good in the last quarter
0: yeah uh, look I'm happy I'm happy to try uh, Silvani uh, yeah no we're going to lose we look at those numbers anyway against Fremantle we weren't yep. winning those he's a liability I think at the moment yeah Casbolt, and we've, we've pretty much struck him out based on his form. And it's, we're yeah. coming up to round 17, I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. We're a fair way through the season. So I think that... Trial I mean, the, things. The yeah. obvious one is Williams is going to come back into this team. Yeah, and Williams straight back. Williamson out. Williamson out. Williams in. Out. Williams in yeah. and yep. And Sun out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, that's who he came in to replace. So
1: he comes in for Casbolt.
0: And that's a good question. Then you've got to start looking at a team balance, and we're saying Murphy's still going to... Uh, be missing a week based on early indications.
1: I mean, we know Geelong have got those small forwards like your Rowan, you know, there's Narkel. Oh,
0: medium size for him. Medi- They've got some smaller ones, yeah, as so, well. So, Miles, I don't know what Wayne. What do we do? Do we do we make Cas out? Who do we bring in to replace? We're we're light on for bigs. We've and got our we uh, we Parks potentially
1: to come in. Matty Cottrell's obviously he was the medical sub this well on the weekend. He's a potential. I'd like to see Parks.
0: I mean, Honey, Honey's got to be thereabouts.
1: Well, we've been saying Honey for a while. That's Maybe I mean, Honey he's, comes. He's got to be
0: thereabouts, and his emergency again. He didn't have a massive game for the VFL, but he's been knocking down. Yeah, the door. For, Actually, you're for right. A I'd like time. to see. I'd like to see Honey
1: because, look, I know that people are talking about. You know, obviously, we're mathematically, of course, we're a chance to make the finals. It's do you know? It's not our priority. I'm a diehard Carlton supporter. It's not my priority to no. be at making finals because if we did. I don't, you know, we're not going to pull off a of Bulldogs in 2015, 16, 16 sorry. Um, it, it's not going to be like that. And let's just develop the club and play players like Honey. So, yeah, I, let's start, let's start being a bit more experimental, like, you know, Silvani in the ruck and things like that. I, I like that kind of thinking by the coaches and, and let's play, you know, some of these players like Honey. And you said, you know, Carol, I don't think will come in maybe Charlie Kerno, there's a little bit of excitement well, about hopefully
0: that. Hopefully, he's not too far away. Let's uh, there was a video crossed. on the
1: Carlton Instagram where he was, um, you know, having a few shots at goal and just looks really and good. He's
0: back in, uh, I think, pretty much full training now. So it'll be interesting to see when they actually pull pull the pin on him. bitter. yeah, okay, you're saying you want Casbolt out and should be out, out. I don't out. disagree. Will he be? That's the question. Come Thursday night, what do you think the chances are?
1: If I'm honest, I know that there've been. There have been times when we've said Casbolt should be out, but we understand why not. For the integrity of match selection, you can't play him. You cannot. If there's any integrity, how if you I are,
0: think, I think they're going to play him.
1: If you are in the VFL and you watch that game, and you saw Casbolt, and they keep him in the team after this the season he's had and that game. You're just not sending the right message out.
0: Yeah, I don't think he I'll should. Be, I'll be. I'll be furious. It's happened a couple because, of times. I know it has already. because I can understand so
1: what's changed. No, because a lot's changed because I can understand that when we're one ruck down, whether it be TDK or Pitnet, we have relied on Casbolt. I think going against now we are at a point in the season where, as we just said, finals aren't our main goal, and we don't we're not going up against a really potent ruck force in you know Radicalia or, or Stanley. So I think we can afford. To get rid of Caswell, I just can't see. He, I don't can't actually see how he fits into the game. And going on performance, absolutely not.
0: Completely agree with you, except for the part that I think they'll probably still select him. I'm very happy. Oh look, nothing would well.
1: surprise me. But you, do you know what? You're sending a bad message. There's absolutely no integrity in the in the match selection. If you if you're playing players that can't, that, that's one of the worst games I've seen Caswell play. And I've seen a lot of. <laughs> I've seen games. some great Casbalt and I've seen some poor. He's just he's yeah. out of it. He's, he's, shot. He's, he's shot. He's he's um. Just is in all sorts at the moment. It's it's not great to see. We don't like to see it for any Carlton player. No, absolutely not. Look,
0: Thursday night will be very interesting to see the selection. Oh, I think it'll probably just be the one. You think they've got no option and they're going to be forced to do it, which would be a bit of a change from what they've done better. Yep. We'll stay tuned and we shall see. Uh, what's your prediction? Uh, I think
1: Geelong will, will win. Will, will we be in, in the game for the majority of it? Oh, you you never know. I, I mean, with this team, do you? And we could be in for three quarters, and then, as you know, as we said earlier, uh, there is no such thing as a safe lead. You know, we saw against Sydney and and other teams like that. Um, I'd say Geelong should probably beat us by five goals.
0: Ooh, that's a big one. Uh, look. I think they will win four or five. Goals. I'm I'm quite high. I'm quite yep. high. I think we've built. We've had back to back wins. Confidence is slowly building and yep. I think we're due for one of those really good games yeah, and I think I mean, they'll present a we're not challenge playing at Geelong us. which is great no but they'll present a challenge and you know you want to play against the best hopefully well, not this Carlton team yeah traditionally and we haven't gone well against top eight teams as we know I think this might be the first week we actually perform quite well against top I'm eight, eight
1: team thinking from Geelong's perspective as well you know that top part of the ladder is kind of in the balance, and for them, this is a game that they have to come out. You know, they can't just uh, put the foot off the accelerator for this one. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm expecting a big game from Geelong.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're going to come out. They've got a lot to, and to play
1: for. They've, they've done alright against us in the past.
0: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm I'm quite high. I don't think we'll we'll pluck a win, but um, I'd like to be in the game. So let's compromise. 18 points. I'll go with a 14 point Cats win.
1: Okay. All righty. I think <laughs> we're done, Andy. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Hopefully uh we're talking about a, a great Carlton three win wins for the in the ages. A row would be yeah, amazing. That would
0: really build the momentum we've been asking for. But more That's importantly,
1: thinking. let's see some of these plays. Actually, SPS. Yeah. Do you think he's in?
0: I think he'll stay in, yeah. Yeah.
1: I think he will as well. I don't, I don't, yeah. But yeah, let's hope we see continuity. some consecutive games from Dow Kennedy and SPS get back into Let's form. see a big game from SPS. Sounds good, Chris. All right, Andy. We are. The blue blue baggers. baggers.